Now listen, all the stories contained within here are retold as they were originally recounted and may not be suitable for youngins or those with a sensitive disposition. Listener discretion is advised, y'all. Tom was a ladies' man. Oh, sure, he was a good-looking man, taller and leaner than most, with a mob of curly brown hair on his head and bright green eyes set into a face just made to stare at. And he had a steady job at the tannery, too. Tom even lived in one of those old company houses. You know, west of Gatlinburg, south there yonder of Knoxville a bit. Anyway... Even though Tom was living high on the hog and couldn't want for a thing, he was always running around, sweet-talking, and courting every girl he could find. Soon enough, though, that old tomcat, he'd made a name for himself as a scoundrel in Walland. Most of Miller's Cove, too. And no self-respecting woman in that area would even lay eyes on him. Well, that didn't set too well with old Tom. So he started making the rounds a couple of towns over. You know, in Melrose and Townsend, when nobody knew his reputation. So now the way I heard tell of it was, one night, Tom was out kicking up his heels in Townsend when he laid his eyes on the prettiest gal he ever did see in his whole life. All through the night, Tom looked around and asked about the girl, and he eventually learned that she was the town's sweetheart, Miss Eleanor. Everybody in Townsend loved Miss Eleanor. She was kind and giving to everybody she met. Miss Eleanor could always be found at a church function, lending a hand or leading a charge to help those in need. And she was beautiful, too. Tall and slender, with eyes like pools of lake water on a stormy day, and skin so pale it looked like fine porcelain, I hear. And Miss Eleanor was always put together with her jet black hair pinned just so, and her dresses were always pressed and starched to perfection. Why, it was no wonder that old Tom set his sights on Miss Eleanor the instant he saw her. Once Tom had enough of the old liquid courage in him, he staggered on up to Miss Eleanor and he asked her to dance. She agreed with a smile, and the two of them drank and danced for the rest of the night. Late. Late into the night. Well, as you can imagine, Tom and Miss Eleanor, they hit it off like peas and carrots. And soon enough, they was courting all over Townsend. It was hard told that Tom had never felt such a way about a woman before, and he was putting in sure he'd found his bride. Whispers about the two young lovebuds had started slipping from mouth to ear like water running from a spigot. Not because they were such a handsome couple, mind y'all. But because that Miss Eleanor, well, she was already somebody else's bride. Poor old Henry. Even as a child, he was the most gentle of giants. He loved reading books on science, and he was always taking care of the animals on his daddy's farm. By the time he was done growing, that Henry couldn't even walk inside the house without dunking down or turning sideways. Why, the only reason he didn't go fighting that first war was because his feet was too flat, and they'd probably have to cut a tent to make a uniform big enough for him. <laughs> Lots of gals in Townsend were sweet on Henry, and would do most anything to catch his attention. But Henry, well, he only had eyes for Miss Eleanor. 
Since that first day when he saw her skipping rope in the schoolyard, he was forever lost to Miss Eleanor's charms. Once she was old enough, Henry started calling on Miss Eleanor, much to her mama and daddy's delight. It wasn't no time at all till the whole town was celebrating Henry and Miss Eleanor's wedding. Why, you would have thought the Queen of England herself was walking down that aisle of that old Baptist church. You know, most folks would have said Henry and Miss Eleanor were still newlyweds. They'd been married for barely two years, but what with Henry gone all the time cutting timber for the logging company, Miss Eleanor was mighty lonesome in that house all by herself with her husband gone and no babies to take care of. There was a bit of tongue wagging about Miss Eleanor riding the train up to Elkmont to socialize with those upper crust that came over from Knoxville and Maryville to stay in that lodge they built up there. But no one could prove anything. It wasn't till Tom and Miss Eleanor started stepping out in broad daylight that the gossip started tearing through that cove like a thunderstorm rolling down the mountain. At first, Henry wouldn't believe the talk about his wife, or so the story goes. He just couldn't believe that his Ellie would ever betray him. Why, she knew the only reason he was away from her was because he needed to work to provide for them. Soon he'd have enough money, what with the sale of his daddy's farm and his savings, to move him up to Knoxville so he could start schooling to be an animal doctor while she worked in one of those fancy dress shops like she always wanted. He just couldn't believe she was being untrue to him. But then, one afternoon, Henry just happened to be in Elkmont picking up the mailbag for the logging company when he saw his precious Ellie with some fella getting off the train. They say he tore that mailbag clean in two with his bare hands as he watched his wife being familiar with that man, touching his chest and running her hand through his hair. Why, they even kissed right there where God and everybody could see him. It was all poor Henry could do to not stomp a muddy spot in that boy and walk him dry right then and there. No, no, that'd be far too good for that bastard. Henry decided he needed to teach both of them a lesson they'd never forget. Now, there's a version for every hair on your head of what happened that night down there on that road they call Lover's Lane nowadays. Nobody knows for sure, though. Most folks say Henry borrowed a fella's car and that he tailed Tom and Miss Eleanor for a day or so till the scheming lovers ended up on that old isolated stretch of road. Henry sat there off in the distance so's that no one could see him, but still close enough for Henry to hear his wife's familiar laugh and her sighs of pleasure. Pretty soon, poor old Henry was just plumb white hot with rage, and Tom and Miss Eleanor, well, they never stood a chance. From there, the account gets even more muddled, because it was heard told that Henry couldn't remember much after storming up to Tom's car and nearly tearing the door off the hinges. But the carnage that the sheriff and his deputies found out there in the middle of nowhere, well, it spoke for itself. Why, if Henry hadn't sauntered into the station to turn himself in after, well, after what he did, they probably would have never found Miss Eleanor or what was left of old Tom. Now, I say what was left of Tom because, well, all the sheriff and his men could find was that old boy's skin hanging from a tree next to Tom's car. And Miss Eleanor, well, she was found in the underbrush with a gash in her belly so deep that her guts was... Well, let's just say Miss Eleanor didn't go quick like. 
They searched for a week, but they never did find old Tom's body in them woods. And that's where the legend starts. To this day, folks say that Tom had no idea Miss Eleanor was a married woman and that he unjustly suffered the wrath of a vengeful husband. They say Henry chased Tom down after he gutted his wife and he strung Tom up by the neck till his toes just barely touched the ground. Just enough to keep him alive, you know, but to also keep Tom a-gasping for air. Then Henry stripped Tom down naked as a jaybird and started skinning that boy alive from the feet up like he was field-dressing a deer. It was well known that Henry was the best hunter in the cove and nobody could skin an animal like he could with that old bowie knife of his. The skin husk the chef found afterwards was all in one piece, cut off of Tom's bones slowly and carefully to make sure it didn't tear. God only knows how Tom suffered, but there is one thing everybody in Wallen is sure of. That old Tomcat survived. Lover's Lane has changed quite a bit since that awful night. There's houses from old Wallen's Highway up to Cause Creek Road nowadays, but there's still a few hidey holes here and there for young'uns to slip off into for a bit of private time with the sweethearts. Most of the time, those young'uns come out of the woods with big smiles and messy clothes. But sometimes, a few unlucky folks come out of those woods just a-screaming about a man with no skin chasing them with a big old bowie knife in his bloody hand. Some say they barely escape with their lives. Now... Do y'all think that Tom is mad about what was done to him all those years ago and is looking to take some revenge? Or do y'all just suppose he's cold and looking for a new hide to keep himself warm? Well, hey there, y'all. I just want to take a bit of time to... Welcome y'all and thank you for stopping on by. My name is Dahlia Lou McAvoy, but y'all can just call me Miss Dahlia. And this here little slice of heaven y'all stumbled upon is Hank's Holler, home of Southern Hank stories. This is where y'all can find all the stories I've gathered from all over the American South to share with you kind folks. So if any of y'all just so happen to have a good Hank story you want to share, well, <laughs> then you just be sure to let me know in the comments below. While y'all are down that away, make sure you take a gander at the description so y'all can visit all the lovely individuals who help make Southern Hate Stories possible. Folks like Relaxin' Sounds, Unsplash.com, oh, and Clifton Hicks, to name a few. And if the spirit just so happens to move y'all, feel free to stop by the Southern Haint Stories Patreon page to see what's going on over that way too. Thank you all so very, very much for coming on over and sitting a spell with me. I cannot tell y'all just how much it means to this old black heart of mine to be able to share these wonderful stories with you kind people. I'd love to know what y'all think, so leave a comment for me. That way y'all can help me build this into something we can all love and enjoy. Now y'all go on and have a lovely day now, you hear? 
and make sure y'all mosey back in two weeks for another Southern Hank story to creep up under y'all's skin. <laughs>